Well, again, it is delighted. We are just delighted to have you with us this morning. Take your Bible, if you have it, turn to John chapter 13. We're going to be in the text in which uh, Pastor Ben has just read this morning. I am so thankful over the course of my life that God has allowed me to have some firsthand individuals in my life uh, a brother-in-law who is a chief of police. I've had the opportunity to be a chaplain at a hospital that often put me in connection with various components of, of, of all of the, the men and women who serve in the areas that we are appreciating today. And watching them serve uh, so faithfully and so selflessly on so many occasions uh, has always challenged me and, and, and made me stand back in awe and so thankful uh, for, for these men and women who do this uh, in, in, a, in a way that is so selfless and sacrificial. Do this for a moment, if you would, with me. Just imagine in your mind living in a community where sacrifice and service to others didn't exist. A community where no one responds to a call of distress for those who are hurting. A community where lawless deeds at every turn are left unchecked and people didn't rush to the aid of those experiencing pain and suffering at all costs and as quickly as they possibly could to potentially save a loved one, someone that you care for, someone that I care for at the moment's notice. When you and I hear the sirens in our community, it is a responsibility, I think, and a reminder to us to pray. To pray for all the people who were involved in an accident or those who are responding to the accident or distress for so many people in and around our communities. And that's what these individuals who serve our community so faithfully do. I couldn't imagine only, only what it would be like to live in a community where none of that existed. Until all of a sudden I had a friend who, in, who serves and pastors in the heart of North Minneapolis. When all of a sudden when all kinds of things are being burned down and all kinds of lawless acts and people who are in pain are in distress and no matter how many times they would call, no one would come because it was so dangerous. You'd only imagine living in that kind of community only to be on the phone with him at a moment trying to catch up and quickly understand how can I pray for him and, and then to have him say to me, Josh, I gotta go, I gotta lay down on the floor because we've had a lot of stray bullets that have been going through our living room recently. And then hearing gunfire in the background as I hung up the phone just praying, God, please keep them safe and the people there safe. I could not imagine what it would be like if we didn't have people who in a self-sacrificial way wouldn't serve in these capacities at a moment's notice that when you and I call that special number, 911, that all of a sudden we didn't have the floodgates open of people who were there to serve us at a moment's notice. Well, I'll tell you, for those of you who are here and are in those capacities serving in and around our communities, uh, we, just want, we, just, we want to say an incredible thank you to you this morning. There's ways... Applause. 
I am so thankful that the chapel is not the only church and ministry in this community that has a high degree of appreciation for all the work that is done unseen in this community. The late nights, the hours, the challenges, the things you see that you have to burden, that your mind has to be burdened with, the news that you have to deliver on many occasions to find people weeping. We are so thankful to and privileged in our community that, that, we, that we have you. And when we sing of the goodness of God, we recognize that part of God's goodness is putting you in the places that he's put you in so that we could be beneficiaries of that kind of service to us. Well, I'll tell you, myself and many Christians, here as well as I, I am sure around our community, are reminded when they see these kinds of acts of sacrifice and service, that it somehow is just a shadow of the very kind of sacrifice and service that we are so often here in church celebrating on a regular occasion. You know that one who I'm talking about. The one who epitomized what it was like to be an example of perfect and utter service and sacrifice. A father in heaven who was willing to give up his own son and send him to the greatest needs of humanity, knowing what he would have to endure and sacrifice on our behalf, only to know that his, the sins of the world would be taken upon his shoulders and he would be crucified, and yet the father would say, go, and the son would say, I accept. And he would take upon him the mission to sacrifice himself so that you and I could know the very thing that we could otherwise never know. And you know what it is? What love really is like. True and genuine and honest self-sacrificial, God-honoring love. Jesus sat with his disciples at the last meal. Shortly before, on Thursday evening, before he would be betrayed and crucified on the cross on our behalf. And I always think every time in certain moments when someone has last words in their life, these are some of those last words words that Jesus would have used to instruct his disciples at that meal. Having now dismissed Judas, who is now going off to betray Jesus, he turns to the other ones and he says to them the very thing that was read to you in Scripture. And I want to highlight this in John chapter 13, 34 to 35. He says this, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love like this for one another. You know, from the very beginning of, of, of all humanity, from the very moment that Jesus created, and Adam and Eve fall, fell prey to the temptation of Satan in the garden, and they took the fruit that they were told not to take and plunged all humanity to experiencing what it was like to be totally and utterly depraved and sinful. You know what we see immediately? Sacrifice. 
An understanding that there would be a picture of someone who would need to come and be the sacrifice for people who couldn't sacrifice for themselves. And that's one of the reasons why when we look at positions like these and appreciate them so heavily that we see within them a picture of something that's even greater that we can understand, the sacrifice of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He challenges his disciples at this particular distinctive moment with two particular commands that ought to encompass their entire, their entire person and who they are and how people would see them. And the first is this, and this is a really big challenge to us, love others just as I have loved you. Well, if you've ever tried to do that, you realize how difficult that challenge really is. Now, it's really easy to love people who love you, right? I could only imagine uh, how, uh, how appreciative. I, I remember my, my brother-in-law saying to me as a, as a police officer who would pull individuals over for things that they shouldn't be doing and then only to be lied to and criticized for doing the thing they were called to do. Like, What? See, it's easy to love when people are kind. It's easy to love when people are gracious. But real love is demonstrated when all of a sudden people don't love you back. And Jesus epitomized this kind of love that he came to demonstrate so that we would know the Father, his Father in heaven, so that we would know the love of God through his Son. But I love what he says when he says, love others, but then he, he gives this example, just as I have loved you. You know, that love for each other and love for people who are sacrificing themselves for our benefit, for our well-being, you, we could only count the number of individuals, even beyond the scope of which we are appreciating today, who are sacrificing even now as we speak. Or moments where you yourself has sacrificed for a husband, for a wife, for a child for a grandson or a granddaughter, or for another member at the church who was hurting. Sacrifice should be the thing that is a mark of who Christians are. And we do it when we love, but then he gives us a template because, and here's why this just as I have loved you portion is so critical. It's because you and I, left to ourselves in our sin, would have no idea what love looked like. We would not know what self-sacrifice. We would not know what it looks like to care for another above ourself. Which is why we have these beautiful texts in Scripture uh, that the Apostle John, who is interesting enough, known by many commentators as the Apostle of Love. In John 3.16, he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Oh, to have people who serve in these capacities, who are unwilling to just let a house burn down with people in it, who rush inside of a fire in the midst of the smoke with partners and comrades behind them saying, we're not leaving anybody if it's up to us. Jesus desired to leave no one here on earth without hearing the message of the good news of the gospel so that by his sacrifice and service to all humanity that he would give us such a model of what it looked like to love 
you and I as Christians ought to be marked and enamored with this kind of love. Even in Romans, the Apostle Paul in, verses, in chapter 5, verses 7 to 8, says this amazing comment. He says, For one will scarce to die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare to die. But God, on the other hand, He showed His love for us in that even while we were still sinners, He was willing to die for us. The perfect picture of sacrifice is Jesus Christ. As you serve in and amongst these roles, our police, our fire, our EMS, I would love for you as you go about your business and your service that you remember back that the service that you have is only a shadow of the very service that Jesus Christ rendered to all humanity. And that you would do that service for the glory of God, for the care of the people that he has marked with his image. And so that you could go away savoring every last soul, caring for every last person who is in distress and in heartache and every family member who, who is, is, is hurting at any moment in time. Why? Because Jesus cared for us in that kind of way. This kind of love was unknowable to me unless a faithful father and mother would have shown me the gospel. And in one evening where I said to my dad, I need Jesus Christ. And I need to confess my sin. And I need him with all my heart. Because if I don't do this, I know that I'll spend eternity separated from him forever. And to have a faithful father who sacrificed for me in bringing me the gospel that Jesus had brought to him and taking me to a back room and saying, son, let me share with you the greatest news that anybody could have ever shared. And sharing with me the gospel and on that night to be able to go away freed of my sin because of the sacrifice and service of Jesus Christ. That is incredible love. Jesus says in Matthew 11, says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. With all the things that you see, the me- you as, who are here that we are appreciating today, all the heartache, all the images that are burned into your mind, the pain and news that you have to deliver, let you, I want you to hear me say this. Jesus is there to comfort your soul and give you a place where you can go to and rest in where you know that you will have someone who has perfectly sacrificed, who can care for people in a way that you and I could never care for them. And you can leave them in the hands of a loving God. Even when we don't understand all that God allows to transpire in all of our lives, we can serve and love other people. Jesus instructs us, love others with that kind of Christ-like love and sacrifice. And then he says this other principle that I think is equally amazing. Because if you're, loving, if you're loving others the way that Jesus loved, then he gives us this statement in the text, which is incredibly remarkable. By this, all people will know that you are, are my disciples if you have love for each other. Oh, genuine Christians who are here today, I would, I would challenge you and encourage you Desire to love other people. Be a person who's known for loving people. 
When you see people who are hurting, when you see people who are are in need, be the kind of people that model the kind of Christ-like love and sacrifice that Jesus did for us. Genuine Christians do this. They care. They comfort. They sacrifice. You might ask yourself, if you're here, you're thinking, why would a church take an entire Sunday and highlight and focus the appreciation on such a remarkable group of people who sacrifice in an unseen way and are often underappreciated. It is because within that, we desire to express to you how much we love you. Your service that you render to us on a moment's notice does not go unseen by God does not go unseen by people here and within our community? The answer is simple. For us, we want to associate ourselves with a person whose name is Jesus Christ, who loves people in such an incredibly self-sacrificial way that we turn around and we look at people who are doing those things and saying, we want to share the love of Christ and appreciation of what Jesus has done and show you how much we care. We really and sincerely love what you do and the services that you give to us. And I want to challenge us this morning as a congregation and those of you who are here from the community. Can you do this the next time you hear a siren? This was challenged to me years ago as we we had an event such as this at one church where I was serving at. And they challenged us as families and as individuals that the moment that you would hear a siren, that you would just take a moment out of your day, out of your life, and just offer up a prayer for the individuals who are going to respond to that call. A family that you don't know, an officer and their family who you don't know what's going to happen, the circumstances that are are going on that, that are unknown by you, but you hear something that alerts you to the fact that you can be a praying Christian and praying Christians can demonstrate love through a, through a genuine prayer of concern and protection on those who serve our communities. I would really challenge you to do that. I can remember from the time that my kids were little, my little five-year-old children would say, Mom, Dad, I hear the siren. All right, stop what you're doing. Pray. We still do that to this day. Because we know how many, how many people are in the midst of a world hurting and suffering. And many of you are the first ones there to experience and see the pain that exists in our world. We want you to know that as we look at the sacrifice that you make, that we're here, that we support you. That, we, that, that, your, that your presence in our community doesn't go unnoticed. If you see an officer, an EMS worker, a, fire, uh, a firefighter who's, who's, uh, who's doing various things. I love it. Even when I went, for example, to go get my oil changed the other day uh, in Jackson. And this is not a plug. They did not pay me. It said 15% off if you hold these positions. I think, man, I am missing out. I chose the wrong occupation. I could be getting 15% off. But that there are people who notice what you do, and we are some of them, only a fraction of them, that gather here at the chapel and and those that are represented in various degrees in our community. But we also know that you experience hurt and pain and sorrow in your own lives. So many ways of things that you have to see. And I've been around 
the environment of this group of people that we appreciate today enough to recognize, they've heard the stories of people say, I can't get this image out of my mind. The pain, the difficulty. Guess what? You can turn to Christ for comfort. You can turn to him and to other uh, people who believe and want to love as Jesus loved, knowing that they are there and we are here as a church to help shoulder the load of the burdens that you carry. I am so thankful for the years in ministry that I've had, not only from a pastoral standpoint, but having been trained at various components as a counselor, opening up our, our, our counseling ministries to our community, and only to be able to help so many men and women who were in these positions who have seen things that are so hard to see and to watch families be in pain and suffering in ways that are unspeakable. To comfort them, to let them know that Jesus has a plan for all things and he's there to comfort in the midst of us. I am so thankful for what Jesus Christ has done, his sacrifice on our behalf, so that we could know what love is. And I would encourage you today, if, you don't, if, you, if you're here this morning and, and you're even outside the scope of who we're appreciating, you're just here and you're thinking, I want to know the love of Christ. He wants to know you. He sent his son so that you could be saved and you could spend eternity with him forever by knowing the love of Jesus Christ, by turning from sin and through repentance and faith and accepting his son. And guess what? He's got a plan and all of this pain and all of this suffering is all going to go away at some point. He's going to create a new heaven, a new earth. And I hate to say it, those of you who are here serving in these capacities, but there won't be a need for you anymore. Because there will be no suffering, no crying, no pain, no lawlessness. Because Jesus Christ the righteous will sit on the throne. He will be king of kings and lord of lords. And he will rule over all in peace and in justice. That is what we'll look forward to. But until that day comes, we, we so appreciate the picture of sacrifice and service that each one of you bring on such selfish occasions to take of your life and the life of your family and the energy and the mental capacities that you exercise week after week to serve us, to serve our church. And I'm reminded that when I go and our alarm goes off by accident, guess what? A police officer shows up at the door. Well, thank you. People are watching. And you who are serving in these capacities have been watching over this community and we're so thankful for each and every one of you. The Apostle John, and I'll close with this, he says in 1 John 4, 7, I love this statement. We can understand why he's, he's understood as the Apostle of love. He says, Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. And anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the sacrifice and propitiation for our sins. Beloved, 
If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Christians, this is our call for us. Love those in and around our community. Appreciate those who are serving in, in very sacrificial ways. For our officers that serve on a variety of capacities, our firefighters, our EMS workers, for you here today, please hear this from us loud and clear. We love you so much. We, we are so thankful that the Lord has put you here serving our community. We pray for you, and we will continue to pray for you in the ways in which God will continue to grow this community, but also care for this community in these kind of ways. And go away remembering that there is a person who epitomizes service and sacrifice in such a way, and you always know that he is good. And he is always up to showing people how good and how loving he really is. Let's be people who are known by that in our community. Cape Bible Chapel, those who are here from other churches and beyond, let's be Christians who are known by that. Follow that kind of loving example. Let me thank the Lord for these individual service, and then we'll, we'll do a few other uh, things in our service order today. Father, we can only stand here and thank you today because of the work of your son, Jesus Christ, who was such a blessing in his willingness to sacrifice of himself, to be nailed to a tree so that we could have forgiveness of our sins. Lord, you did that for us because you loved us and now our love is to be known by that kind of self-sacrificial love. Lord, help us as a people who embrace your Son, who have turned to him by faith, that we would be marked by being those kinds of people. Help us love and to be known by that kind of love so that you and others, and when they see it, they would bring it to you that you would receive the glory and honor that you deserve because you're the one who loved us even while we were sinners. You sent your son to die for us. So Lord, thank you for what you're doing in and around our community and in the lives of so many in our church to develop this kind of Christ-like love. Lord, thank you for each and every man and woman who, man and woman who are serving in these ways. Guard them, protect them, watch over their families. Lord, help them as they wrestle with, even in their minds, so many ways that they uh, things that they have seen. Lord, that they would know that we are here to help and share the, the, the burdens that they have and know that we are praying for them. So thank you, Lord, for giving us to one another. That's just how good you really are. In your name we pray. Amen.